Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on this program. Uh, Can we talk about bugs for just a moment? There is a pattern in the American mainstream media. I would say the press corps, but I got a note from my buddy Will said someone who owns some weekly newspapers says I wishes he wishes I wouldn't say press, but say media. But you know what I mean, the national press corps, the political press in Washington. The New York Times and others, they've been agitating for a while about uh, eating bugs. They said, no, 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 it's not us. It's not really us. We're just reporting. That's what they say. The BBC, could grasshoppers really replace beef? Well, they're less harmful for the environment, so they say, unless you're a farmer whose crop is destroyed. Uh, the Associated, the AFP, Association of France Press, whatever, social media posts say that uh, chitin, a compound containing an insect exoskeletons cannot be processed by the human body, that bugs are not a food for mammals. This is misleading. While some parts of insects may not be digested entirely by humans, it does not mean that eating them is harmful if handled properly. The European Commission now encouraging uh, rearing insects for food due to high feed conversion efficiency, less greenhouse gas emission, less use of water, use of insect-based bioconversion for reducing food waste. European Commission now trying to push people to eat bugs. According to Forbes magazine, they are the perfect solution to the food crisis. The European Food Safety Authority just gave its positive assessment to use the lesser mealworm for human consumption. Over 2.5 billion people regularly eat insects as part of their day-to-day diet. And while it used to be seen as icky in Western economies, it's increasingly seen as a viable, healthy economy. You get the point. They want you to eat bugs. The media is pushing hard. Scientific American pushing a story, it's time to eat insects. And they say, they're not really pushing you on this, but they sure are obsessed with it. And then when you push back, this is this is the great trick of the press. When you push back, they say, well, you, why are you so obsessed with this stuff? And that gets me to where I actually want to go, transgenderism, where the media says they're not really pushing the stuff. The, the media says they're not really pushing this. Why are you so obsessed with it anyway? The problem is they are. There's the account Libs of TikTok. And Libs of TikTok has been documenting a lot of school teachers medical professionals and others who are trying to teach kids how to bypass their parents to get drugs and surgeries to physically alter their bodies to conform to their gender choices. There is a sickness in our society. It is a mental health illness. And 
the American mainstream media and cultural elite have embraced it. I mean, we're back to the Salem witch trials. And if you're not down for it, well, you're going to be the one who's punished. I mean, this is a cultural insanity run amok. I want to play you some audio. This is a Minnesota family physician on TikTok. And I need you to understand something here. And this is, is uh, I, I need to start up with TikTok. We ban TikTok in our house and you should too. More and more kids are actually using TikTok as the internet. Uh, in third world countries and among senior citizens in the United States, Facebook is the internet for them. When they search the internet, they're actually searching Facebook. They're not searching Google. They're not searching Bing.com or DuckDuckGo. They're searching Facebook. Facebook is the internet for a lot of people around the world, uh, particularly in third world countries. And if you're a senior citizen in the United States and you use the internet a lot, you tend to be on Facebook. That's where you are. So when you're searching for information, you're searching Facebook. For kids really 18 and younger, that's TikTok. TikTok is an existential threat to Facebook because the younger people are using TikTok and the way older people are using Facebook. Well, younger people are less likely to die off immediately than older people. Younger people are using TikTok. And what is TikTok? TikTok actually is a Chinese communist surveillance site, and I'm not BSing you on that. It is owned by the Chinese. Their algorithms are shared with the Chinese. The Chinese are not only surveilling our children, but they are poisoning the brains of our children and amplifying the voices of those who do. And as kids are searching for stuff on TikTok, they're being led down paths like this doctor who has a TikTok account. Listen to this. We need to talk about what's happening in Texas. The governor is trying to take away vital health care from transgender kids and labeling it as child abuse. Giving gender affirming care to transgender children is medically necessary and supports their health and well-being. Did you know in many states you can get certain types of health care without your parents being there or ever finding out about it? It's today's Daily Doctor Facts. To figure out if you can get care sans parentals, go to your state health department website and find the laws related to teen health, consent, and confidentiality. Now, saying teens there, teens who are going through puberty, whose bodies and lives are changing, hormones raging, it's uncomfortable. Personal note, I, I dealt with this with one of my kids yesterday who came home in tears that um, no friends, everybody hates them, bad day, coach hates them, and all that. And it's just, it, it'll... Today will be a different day. If you you grew up as a teenager, you went through this. You, you know, there's one day your kid will come home and decide nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Nobody wants to do anything with me. And the next day they're bouncing off the walls, happy and giddy and uh, ready to go hang out with the kids the very day before they decided to hate them. This is part of being a teenager. Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, California, did a mastectomy on a 12-year-old girl who became convinced that she was transgender. There's no reversing that. They also castrated a 16-year-old boy who decided he was a she. And a Boston hospital is encouraging parents of children who have not even reached puberty yet to come in and have life-altering surgeries to conform them to their body identity. 
TikTok is where a lot of this social contagion is spreading. Undoubtedly, the Chinese are happy to see us do it. It's also spreading in public schools as you have more and more teachers who are embracing it, but it's also being mainlined by the media. Listen to Ali Velshi on MSNBC. Since Governor Ron DeSantis took office, few states have been more hostile toward LGBTQ plus community than Florida. And soon it'll become more difficult for some transgender residents of all ages to receive gender affirming care in the states. In that particular state, beginning August 21st, trans Floridians will no longer be able to use Medicaid to pay for treatment for gender dysphoria, a condition that refers to the psychological distress that some people experience because their biological sex doesn't align with their gender identity. In making this change, Florida asserts that treatments like hormone replacement therapy and puberty blockers aren't, quote, a medical necessity, even though the American Medical Association has endorsed those treatments for years as part of standard medical care. This is the culmination of a months-long effort to deny transgender individuals, including trans minors, treatment that they want and deserve. Back in June, a state released, the state released a report which falsely stated that gender-affirming care was ineffective and under-researched. A team of scientists and a law professor at Yale University subsequently criticized that report for relying on pseudoscience and making misleading claims. And this is the only the latest action taken by the state that discriminates against members of the LGBT community. Late, late last month, a new law that critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill took effect, which restricts what educators can teach or say in the classroom about sexual identity and gender diversity. Notice... The phrasing comes from the left. Notice that. Gender-affirming surgeries. It talks about minors making permanent something that could be a temporary emotional hormonal uh, situation. If I, I, I just I, I would submit this to you. We know brain development doesn't stop until 25. That's why uh, young people who actively use marijuana uh, have a higher chance of schizophrenia later in life. If you regularly engage with marijuana, particularly uh, vape cartridges that are super strong, as opposed to just, I mean, old marijuana that you smoked in a joint, if you're using these vape cartridges that can be 80, 90% concentrated marijuana, as a teenager, you have a very high chance of getting schizophrenia later in life, much higher than the, the mainstream, because your brain doesn't stop developing until 25. Marijuana alters that development. Your body doesn't stop really changing until you're in your late teens, early 20s. If you want to have life-altering surgeries because you fundamentally suffer from a mental health disorder called gender dysphoria and you need your body to align to what you perceive as yourself, and you're in your 20s or later, okay. I disagree, but I'm not going to stop you. But when you're a preteen, you haven't even made your way into puberty or you're going through puberty or you're a young teen, that parents would allow this is bad enough. But that members of the medical community and the media and the TikTok search engine would be encouraging this and encouraging you to do it behind your parents' back is profoundly disturbing. This is a phenomenon, and you do need to understand this, uh, of, of why I can speak of this this way. It is, a, it is a phenomenon that only impacts predominantly white 
Western upper-income society. There aren't a lot of poor kids out there wanting to castrate themselves or have forced hysterectomies. But there are a good number of middle and upper-middle-class kids with access to TikTok who are suddenly going through this. Why is that happening? And also, a buddy of mine pinged me this morning and said, I wonder if this is happening in the homeschool community. Actually, I reached out to a friend of mine and asked him this question who studies the homeschool community. He says, this again is why he thinks it's a societal phenomenon and not an actual medical issue. Because when you look in the homeschool communities or you look in small Christian schools, classical education schools, you don't find this phenomenon. There's something going on in our society. It's not good. And you have a lot of people in the medical community who have decided to embrace pseudoscience over science. Rank quackery. I mean, we're, we're back to the, the vapors and, and the mythologies and the bleedings to cure people of their ailments, things that actually didn't work. And uh, the medical community and the media together and Chinese communist grooming apps like TikTok are out there trying to lure your children in and convince them they are something they are not, and then they will direct you to the confidential information of websites to help them travel out of state to go have this sort of stuff done. You as parents should be very alarmed about this stuff, and there's a growing number of people on the left who are starting to realize something's not right here. Something's happening here in society that's not good. And people on the left look at those of us on the right talking about it. They're like, well, maybe it's just the politics of the right. No, no. I assure you this is something you should be concerned about you as a parent of a daughter should be very concerned that they are eradicating what it means to even be a woman in society and they're allowing boys to be on your girls team and compete against your girls scholarships we are in the midst of societal madness and it's being helped by a chinese communist backed app that has your children in its grip And you might want to start making changes in your family's life by getting rid of that app and going from there. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. You want to get my daily show prep email of all the stuff I'm going to be talking about so you can see this stuff for yourself, including like the crazy TikTok video clip. It's it's just bizarre. Um, I got one more to play for you here. Um, You can text the word data to 33777 so you can see the stuff for yourself. I want to play you one more clip because um, you think it's bad in this country. It's way worse in Great Britain now where you're not even really allowed to define what a woman is. This is a uh, video clip from Great Britain and um, it is a um, reporter, female reporter named Jess Gill who is with the libertarian-leaning uh, group Reason, and she's interviewing three girls in a street in Scotland, asking them what a woman is. So how would you define what a woman is? I think that's a very difficult question. Yeah, I think gender is yeah. a sen- social construct. Um, yeah. It's, I think especially in this day and age, it's something yeah. that is, it's like... Possibly, I don't actually. No, I think the idea of womanhood and people who are born in female bodies or with female genitalia—it's like you have this experience growing up, especially with childhood and like being a teenager, of this like woman experience. But that doesn't—it may—it may make you different to people that have not been bought, that weren't born in a in 
I'm trying to, that when like a signed female at birth, like you may have a different experience to those women and they may have different experiences to you, but I think it's, it's, it's very, it's not very good explanation <laughs> because it, the, um, defining what a woman is, I think is very, uh, difficult. Yeah. Because you may, you may on the outside to a random person look like a woman and be a woman, but may not feel yeah. like a woman yourself or be yeah. the opposite. How would you define what a woman is? Oh, that is a, a woman. question. Someone with a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone with a vagina. I don't know. No, I no, don't... not in every sense, obviously, because no. obviously no, that, that would that exclude, true, like, uh, yeah, I'm joking. Um, I'm like, joking, obviously, just feminine energy. Because yeah. obviously that then includes, like, trans women and then, like, yeah, everything in between. Yeah. So yeah. what does feminine energy entail? Um, it's just an aura, isn't it? Yeah. I I don't, it's hard to explain it. I don't know. I it's just a being, isn't it? Like, yeah. how, how you present yourself. And I think it can be different to everyone, really. I think my feminine energy might be a little bit different to his. Seriously. Word salad. That's what we've got here. Word salad, young women in Great Britain who can't define what a woman is. An adult human female. A human being who has a female reproductive tract system who is capable of getting pregnant. They, they can't define what a woman is. That's what's headed this way, the way the left is going. It is absolutely insane. It is Romans 1. Uh, so people asked me for this reference the other day. Uh, I'll read it to you again. It's Romans 1, eight, starting in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they're without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God but they became futile in their thinking. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. I'm telling you, uh, all of this stuff just reinforces my faith, does it not? You, you see this madness in the world, and you're like, oh, 2,000 years ago, these people were writing about this. I'm telling you. This is insane. These women, these girls could not even define what it means to be a woman. How are they going to become a good one? Okay. I I, I got to I gotta just, I don't want to play you the audio here because it will drive you insane. But I just, a friend sent me this clip. Uh, this is Boston's Children Hospital has a promotional video on transgenderism. And let me just read you the quote. A good portion of children do know as early as from the womb that they are transgender. We see a variety of young children all the way down to ages two and three. I thought it wasn't a child until it left the womb. I thought it, I, I thought it was a fetus. It's, it's a child. Um, how is this so? I, I thought it was a fetus, and, but now if it's if the if the fetus thinks it's transgender, suddenly it becomes a child. It's a miracle. 
again, y'all, the, the inconsistency of this stuff. It's like, you know, Christianity has had 2,000 years as a religion to sort out the things that seem inconsistent to others. Um, and the left is trying to do it in real time on social media, and it's just not working. I mean, no one can tell you what a woman is until the Supreme Court got rid of Roe v. Wade, and then suddenly it was all about women, screw you men. Uh, and, and then it's it's a fetus, unless the fetus thinks it's transgender, but suddenly the fetus can now be a child, and it can think inside the womb. It, it, it has a sense inside the womb. It's not just a fetus anymore. None of this stuff makes any sense. It's all deeply contradictory in and of itself. Uh, the only consistent worldview is is the Christian Judeo Christian worldview. I'm convinced th- these. I mean, the left is just it's absolute madness out there. It is madness. Now, I gotta shift gears to other things, and we'll come back to this. I am very happy as well, though, to take your phone calls eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani. In 2020, I had Rudy on this here television program, uh, television program, my goodness, I'm losing my mind today, radio program. I've just got a video camera up here. Um, I had Rudy on this radio show several times to talk about uh, the Trump re-election campaign. Uh, I didn't realize the man was kind of going off the rails he is under investigation in Fulton County, Georgia, for uh, his alleged interference with or a plot to overthrow the, um, the the election in 2020. He's been notified. He is a person of interest. Here is uh, this is a news article. It appears to be from CNBC or CBS News. Rudy Giuliani, target of grand jury probe, says his lawyer. He is under investigation. He's scheduled to appear before the special grand jury in Fulton County on Wednesday. A judge ordered him to make the trip on a train, on a bus, or an Uber. After his attorney sought to postpone the testimony, citing doctor's orders, Giuliani not fly following an early summer heart stint operation. Giuliani is described in court documents as a material witness. One of his attorneys, Robert Costello, said Monday, a federal county prosecutor called another attorney for Giuliani on Monday to update that description. They used the term target. He noted that many others who have been subpoenaed by the special grand jury are also considered targets, including 16 Georgia Republicans who falsely claimed to be the state's duly elected and qualified electors. The New York Times reported Giuliani is the target of the probe. Another attorney for Giuliani complained that prosecutors had not yet said whether Giuliani was a target back on August 9th, and that has now changed. We don't really know what the targeting is about. Other than um, there are questions related to Trump trying to pressure Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, into overturning the election or some such. Um, Here's what I need you guys to know. This is kind of the important issue you have to understand. What's happening in Fulton County, Georgia, that uh, has the entire national media breathlessly covering it as just another avenue by which they can get Trump and throw him in jail, is this is a special grand jury. 
this special grand jury cannot indict Donald Trump. This special grand jury cannot indict Rudy Giuliani. What this special grand jury can do is say there is enough evidence of a potential crime to take it before the regular grand jury, do it all over again, and indict from there. A judge allowed the prosecutor, Fannie Willis, to convene the special grand jury. The special grand jury was impaneled in January, and it comes because of the January 2nd, 2021 phone call between Donald Trump and Brad Raffensperger, Georgia's Secretary of State, in which Trump said, this is a quote, all I want to do is this. I want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have because we won the state. Giuliani was a part of that, as were others. And the left is convinced this is their silver bullet to take out Donald Trump. I I actually think it's a mistake to go down this road for a lot of reasons, including um, the left is so committed to getting Trump and throwing him in prison that uh, they'll stop at nothing, and that suggests they need to go on and stop before they do irreparable harm to the country. And for all of them who yell, well, Donald Trump did irreparable harm to the country. Actually, Joe Biden's the president now. The country clearly moved on from Donald Trump. It is you who cannot. Here's the problem, though. Um, Fannie Willis, the Democratic Fulton County DA, is a Democrat. She's been holding fundraisers for a number of Democrats. In fact, one of the people she wanted to investigate was the uh, Republican lieutenant gubernatorial nominee in Georgia, a guy named Burt Jones. Very nice guy. Um, Burt Jones, I know him. Very nice guy. He's going to be the lieutenant governor. And Fannie Willis decided she wanted to investigate him. And then what did she do? She held a fundraiser for his opponent. The judge said, absolutely not. No way. You're not going to do this. You can't investigate him if that's what you're going to do. And she objected, and the judge stood his ground, and she can't investigate Burt Jones right now. She's had to pass it off to see if someone else wants to investigate him. It's a partisan witch hunt. When you're the DA and you're holding fundraisers for somebody's political opponent while investigating them, clearly you got some partisanship here. And that's part of the problem here. Now, I have seen Republicans around the country say, well, Brian Kemp won't intervene. Brian Kemp won't do anything. This is payback for Trump. Brian Kemp should intervene. Brian Kemp should do something. Chris Carr, the attorney general, should do something. Here's something those of you who don't live in Georgia don't know. I live in Georgia. I was a practicing attorney in the state of Georgia. There is literally nothing that anyone at the state level can do. The Georgia Constitution is pretty big on federalism, that the government closest to you should be the one you are most beholden to, and the government furthest away from you should have less power to interfere. So the governor and the attorney general for the state of Georgia are not allowed to intervene in this case unless there is credible evidence that the Fulton County District Attorney needs to be removed from office. An investigation and a special grand jury are not grounds. Uh, the, The open suggestion or a finding by a jury of her peers, she has broken the law, would be what happens. And that's not on the horizon. So for those who are outside the state of Georgia wondering why don't the Republicans 
get this prosecutor to stop it? Why don't they take over the case? Why doesn't the attorney general of the state of Georgia grab hold of this case and take it from the district attorney? Georgia law will not allow them to do this. Every state has its own constitution. Every state functions differently. Just because you might live in a state where the attorney general of your state could take over the special grand jury investigation, Georgia is not one of those states. Georgia cannot do that. So Rudy Giuliani is now a target of the investigation, and Rudy Giuliani will be grilled by this special grand jury. But the special grand jury, even if they think Rudy Giuliani has done something wrong, they cannot indict Rudy Giuliani. A special grand jury can only recommend that there is enough information and evidence to suggest a crime for a grand jury to look at. All of this seems to have been forgotten in the national case. All of this seems to have been forgotten with the national spotlight. All of this seems to be forgotten as the national press tries to play gotcha with Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and Donald Trump. There is one last thing that must be said here. Had Donald Trump not surrounded himself with a bunch of fringe conspiracy theorists, none of this would be happening right now. The Mike Lindells and the Sidney Powells of the world and their Hugo Chavez zombie Italian spy operation with the Chinese and Iranians to throw the election nonsense is what led us to this moment. This belief that the voting machines in Georgia that actually printed out paper ballots where you could actually see the vote that you cast, that somehow those were throwing the election. It's always been bunk. It's always been nonsense. It's always just absolutely silly stuff. Uh, But they induced the president of the United States to believe it, uh, which led him down a road that has led to a special grand jury investigation of was he trying to obstruct justice or threaten and intimidate uh, a public official in the conduct of an election. I'm not sure the grand jury will indict anyone. I suspect, if I had to guess, though, I think they'll find someone to make an example of, but it won't be Donald Trump. That's my guess. I could be wrong here. Knowing what I know, though, I think if the Fulton County District Attorney or the federal government decided to indict the former president over anything relating to the conduct of the election, all hell will break loose in ways we have not seen in living memory in this country. And they should think twice before they decide they themselves want to go down that road. That's all I know about the Giuliani situation for now. What I also know is something else that we should talk about very quickly before I go to break. The Hunter Biden situation, he's still being investigated Hunter Biden is being investigated by a federal grand jury because of the contents of his laptop. Now, I just personally find it notable that Hunter Biden, who is under a criminal investigation himself, is being allowed to travel on Air Force One. I realize he's the president's son, but should we allow someone under investigation to do that? And notice how the media was so obsessed with whether or not Donald Trump would pardon his children, and no one in the media has asked about Hunter Biden. And again, this goes back to my earlier point. The media 
tends to embrace left-wing narratives and talking points way quicker than on the on they do the right. They tend to have a left-wing worldview. They tend to be sympathetic to the left. They are never asking and never have asked the questions about Hunter Biden. In fact, they they censured the New York Post, got Twitter to do it for them over that. Uh, but the Hunter Biden investigation itself is ongoing, and no one in the media wants to talk about that one. And I would suggest to you that that's the more credible investigation. Right now, though, you're just trying to find someone credible to handle the economy because you're worried about your retirement savings. You've seen what your 401k has done in the last six months. It's not good. And you're wondering, can gold and silver help? Well, if you're wondering that at all about using precious metals to take care of your retirement, call my friends at GoldCo, 855-904-5933. They'll send you their free wealth protection kit to learn to use gold and silver to protect and grow their money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. You can call my friends at GoldCo. Find out how you qualify for their special offer. They have helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and the stock market. They might be able to help you. You may be a good fit for them. If you're at all interested in using precious metals in any part of your retirement planning, call Gold Co. Just text my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I will send you back Gold Co.'s toll-free number. You can call Gold Co., See if they're a good fit for you for working with your retirement. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here, and I'm going to go take a phone call, 877-973-7425. Lewis, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um, I just want to tell you uh, I'm a truck driver, and I picked up at the uh, Field of Dreams baseball movie site yesterday in uh, – Dyersville, Iowa, and uh, yes, it's worth the visit. And uh, I was either picking up the equipment that they had out there for the mats for people to drive on, and I got to walk around. I got a little video of it, and it, it was just this is well, this is America right there. This uh, a place where a movie was filmed. You know, they they went ahead and did their dream, and then they had that baseball game out there. And uh, it was just refreshing because it was just a whole bunch of people from around the country coming to see something. And then there was no politics whatsoever around it. And uh, there was people playing baseball, I think, in the mound where they filmed the movie. They wouldn't let me go back there to where the big uh, field was. But it it really is worth it. And I I just think we've, we've lost that innocence of, like the movie Sandlot, where you're just a kid outside with your friends playing baseball. And we really need to find our way back to that innocence of America like we've had in the past. I know that's probably a, a long way off, but, uh, boy, it, it sure it sure is worth the visit to go out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have been to Iowa several times uh, when I was with CNN and Fox going up there during campaign season, uh, tending to be in the winter. I got to say, I'm with you. Uh, One, it's a cool place to visit. Uh, The whole, I I just, I I mean, I'm kind of fascinated, frankly, with uh, the Des Moines area too. It's just, it's a fun place to go. Uh, Some of the best dive bars in the country. I'm I'm a big believer in dive bars. And they've got some great ones up there. Um, and then you go out and you go to the baseball field 
It just it's a remarkable place and it just reminds you that there's an America that exists outside of politics and the political obsession that so many people uh, tend to forget about these days because they're so fixated on the headlines right. of Washington and and yet you got this beautiful place out there. Yeah, I felt a little bit uh, what odd feeling to me was is that there was no Braves paraphernalia. And I'm thinking, okay, wouldn't this be a cool thing if the Braves could play in that field, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe one day. You know, uh, allegedly, they're going to do one of those Field of Dreams games up there, Lewis. i got to let you go there. But allegedly, they're going to do a Braves game up there uh, at some point. I was reading that in the paper at at some point. Uh, By the way, um, if you make it to Des Moines, So, okay, so my friends and family tell me I have to stop doing this, telling you where I like to go because then you'll find me there, except I'm not going to Iowa anytime soon. If for some reason you find yourself in Des Moines, Iowa, you need to go to the High Life Lounge. It is just the greatest dive bar. They don't serve any beer there that was uh, not already being made before the end of the 1970s. They have the Formica dinette tables all over the place. Um, the the velour seating, it, it really is. It's like it's a time capsule of the 1970s. And yes, the beer of choice there is the Miller High Life. Um, they, they, however, have one of the best fried pork sandwiches you will ever get. You order this thing, and it comes on a hamburger bun, but it's like a sheet of paper between the hamburger bun, just a sheet of paper in size. It's actually a very good, delicious pork sandwich, but they pound it out very flat, about the size of a piece of paper. And so you've got this massive, imagine an eight by eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with a hamburger bun in the center, and that's basically what you get. It's the greatest thing ever. And beer's like three bucks, maybe. Uh, the, the High Life Lounge in Des Moines, Iowa. I love that place. All right. When we come back, more of your phone calls. We got to talk about the economy some as well. 877 973 7425.